welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Okay, good afternoon and welcome to this week's episode of the Tradie Hour, episode number four. We have some amazing guests with us to uh, certainly riff on all things tradie as it relates to Australia and New Zealand and this most amazing industry uh, that keeps on giving. No two ways about it. It is fair to say that the, the, there is a sense of change in the air and in the economy as it relates to uh, running trade-based businesses today and there's two amazing guests who are doing amazing things as they as it relates to definitely uh, making a difference and pushing their opportunity in running their uh, in their their businesses forward. So, without a further ado, Craig Shanahan from Boot Workshop, who runs a phenomenal business in, in Melbourne, um, small little business, but just packs a big big punch in terms of what he does. Great, welcome, and great having you here this afternoon. Thanks, Stephen. Very much. I look forward to it again in a moment. I'll come back and you can share a little bit more about what business is Mood Workshop. I mean, that's an interesting name. Yeah. What uh, what does that name actually mean? So, looking forward. And Matt Brennan, a uh, a, a plumber by trade and a uh, a serial entrepreneur in terms of what he's created as a solution to many many tradies throughout Australia in recent times. And, and he's got this brand new app, this brand new piece of technology that's ensuring. That the days of having debtors and not getting paid on time or clients who need your service or product can't pay and now we have we have found a solution to it and uh look forward to hearing more about that matt welcome and good afternoon to you yeah thanks very much Stefan. thanks for having us on really appreciate Excellent. it so first, first things first if we think about you know we're almost at the end of the first quarter of a calendar year we're almost at the end of the third quarter of a financial year this is typically known this quarter here, the January to March quarter in our businesses, is typically known as the quarter that's a bit sluggish. Everyone comes back, particularly in Australia, New Zealand, from having a bit of a rest. And uh, and I guess, you know, when you think about floods and you think about the economy and inflation and the rising cost of doing business, there is no, uh, there's no denying it's been an interesting um, first um, handful of weeks into the year, but we're almost at April. I mean, we're talking about, I mean, in the rift just before we got it started here, we're talking about Easter when we're going for Easter holidays. That's like literally two weeks away. So really, really amazing. Craig, let me let me throw it to you. I mean, give us a little bit of a background on your business and what does Mood Workshop actually do? What do you actually champion there and who do you champion it for? Um, well, well, Mood is a, um, uh, we're a joinery business. We're a, a quality-focused joinery business. And um, I guess we, um, you know, we champion uh, interesting um, architectural works. Um, you know, one of the things I set out to do when I started my business was to have a great place to work. Um, you know, so that that's a, that's a bit of a key value. But to work on really interesting projects and um, and do interesting and challenging work, and and uh, for us all to be sort of engaged and challenged. And then you know, the next layer we added was to how we make some money. <laughs> so, and for us, Craig, some people, <laughs> some people, you know, come, comes goes the other way around, you know. But, but not for me. Let's go. Let's go and truly create some brain damage, and then we'll figure out how That's to make it. money. Let's go and exactly. get challenged. Exactly. But I love that. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. it always starts with an idea, doesn't it? It starts with yeah, an idea, passion, I guess, and passion. 
Absolutely. So how many years have you been running Mood for? Um, Mood is almost six years old. So well done, mate. Congratulations. And, uh, and again, when you think about day one, like literally day one, 300, 300 odd weeks ago, right? Yeah. And, and you think about where you are today, what would you change? If you had your chance to start mm. this again, like today was day one, like it was six years ago, 300 weeks ago, what would you change as it relates to your business? And think of it in the context That's of... a good question. You're smarter now. You're more progressive. You've got some scars on the body. Think of it from the perspective of... Um, and, and, Matt, I'm going to come to you right now because your business is literally, you know, it's 100, it's 100 weeks old. So I'm going to come to you in a moment with this one as well. So, Craig... We've got plenty of people listening to the show today. Mm. What would you do differently if today was day one? It's a really good question because in some ways my answer would be not much at all um, because, you know, <laughs> it doesn't sound terribly reflective, does it? But, you know, at the end of the day, um, I suppose, you know, like some, some might say, no, I, I was pretty sort of... Um, Courageous in the way that I took a took a leap, um, and I did my first project, you know, in my, in my back shed, and and um, you know, and five years later, I've got you know nine people on the books and um, and whatnot. But probably, you know, I remember when I first, got my first lease, my first commercial lease, um, which is very soon, it was about six months into um, starting the business. Uh, I was really nervous about that, you know, the outlay, and 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 when I when I think back. Over it, it's sort of not that big a deal, you know. So I might have probably been a bit more, um, maybe I might have been a little more gung ho. I mean, some would say I've been pretty gung ho as it is, but um, we'll come, yeah, not we'll come cautious, back maybe. to that. The, we'll come back to the element of you know how people, business owners, trading and construction based business owners make decisions as it relates to am I an investor or am I a spender. Yeah, you know, we've got two identities, and, and you know this, Craig, and I'm sure as we as we reach over to Matt in a moment, um, I'm, sure, I'm sure you know this, particularly having been in the Business Benchmark Group community, you're either in, in growth mode or you're in maintenance mode as an owner. You're just holding on, hoping that you just get through it, right? Maintenance mode. Yeah. Let me see if I can get through versus hang on. Yeah. Yeah. Where am yeah. I going? Sure. What does it look like? What's sure. it going to cost me to get there? What's my worst case mm. scenario? Let's mm. get a little more, you call it courageous, but I'm going to say more clear. And the more yeah, clear you are right. with, with, with your plan B thinking, mm. the better the opportunity to just put the thrust into the decision and back it 100%, which mm. leads me beautifully into Matt. Now, Matt, give me a little bit of your backstory, mate. I mean, here is a guy that was a plumber for a very long time up, up north in Queensland, and he saw an opportunity. Talk to me about a little bit of your background and, and the crossroad that gets you here today representing this thing that's going gangbusters, in, uh, particularly in the east coast of Australia, called Trade Now. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's right. Um, I'm a plumber up here in Bundaberg, um, 15 years sort of in the industry from leaving school. And um, yeah, it was sort of a light bulb moment. You hear these stories the whole time, you know, at, at um, Smoko and that sort of thing of, oh, I haven't been paid for this job or customer couldn't afford this one that I went and quoted. And um, I was literally sitting down having Smoko on the old bucket and, um, you know, I thought about the pay later finance just going crazy in the retail sector. And I thought, why can't tradies have this same uh, solution, you know, uh, a, a finance option for our customers right then and there on the job? Um, especially in the emergency sector, 
Um, you know, so, you know, plumbing, electrical, all those sorts of things where, you know, mechanics where it's, you're not really budgeting for it as a customer. Um, and yeah, so that was it. We sort of, we built a prototype, um, took that to a few of the finance companies and, um, yeah, we, we managed to team up with ZipPay to offer the finance. And, um, and, you know, we're settling, settling invoices up to five grand to our tradies within 24 hours. So. Uh, speeding up that process a lot. So a, a tradie, any type of tradie, turns yep. up to a job, the customer definitely needs the product or service, whether it's an emergency or a project, they need it. Up to the value of 5000 is where the business is at right now. And your app now gives that tradie and that customer a chance to do business and, as it relates to the business, be, no, be very confident it's going to get paid on time. So... That is a great solution, and definitely there's a there's an upswell of all these these offerings across many industries right now. And and how many? How, when did you start this, Matt? Uh, so November 2020 is when we um, sort of released our MVP, as you'd call it, um, in the space, and jumping, growing it since then. So we worked out of sort of Bundaberg, White Bay, Queensland, using tradies that you know that I knew on was able to call on to download the app and you know speak to customers about it and um it's yeah it's been a challenging obviously getting something new up and running but um really good seeing seeing the growth um with over 100 tradies now across across australia and um upwards of 300 customers and um yeah starting to get some good invoices come through the platform and, and in fairness knowing what i know and what you're uh what you're sharing is the the early stages of your business. I mean, the growth the growth curve on these types of businesses is very very strong and aggressive in, in year two and three. So you're just about to enter that. So mate, what was it like for you letting go of the fluoros and putting on a black t shirt that says trade now? What was that like? I mean, did you have any um, te- 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 tears when that happened? I mean, how tough was that <laughs> for you letting go of a 15 year old identity? And getting into something, you, you literally had to hope a little that it was going to work. Yeah, I mean, hope in a way, I suppose. You've just got to you've got to work hard. Um, it was a big thing uh, taking on and learning um, a whole different industry. You know, like it's one thing to be a tradie and run trade businesses and those sorts of things. Um, jumping into this is a different kettle of fish. Um, I still, you know, still plumbing as well. Um, you know, it's I, I believe strongly in um, staying connected to our community. Um, you know, it's been one of the things that's helped us grow um, so much in the early stages is the fact that, you know, where I am a tradie, I'm here to help tradies and their customers. Um, so staying connected to that, I think, is important. And, and Craig, when, when you think about what um, Matt's putting out into the market and, and, and I guess the, the solution it creates, and albeit it's at the up to $5,000 level and many of your jobs are at, you know, seventy, eighty, hundred, and $150,000 level, and that's where Matt's going to take the, the, the offering in the next phase, is that right? You're going to take it to a business-to-business level at some point. But, Craig, yeah. from your perspective, when you hear that offering, that solution when it comes to collecting the money, Mm. Which is a, a massive, well, a massive mm. problem. What are, you, what are your first thoughts? Well, one of the you know one of the uh, key levers you can pull um, to improve your cash flow is uh, to shorten your debtor days, right? So um, that that immediately um, you know is music, music to my ears. Yeah, yeah, and and, and and you know when you think about business, you know 
the, the elements of technology in today's world, the elements of apps in today's world. When you think about finance, there's so many, so much, so much that we can do in real time with our finance, our our business scorecards, our scoreboards. When you think what Zero and now MyOps following, but what Zero has done for tradies and, and construction based businesses. Like it's the fastest growing tool and that yeah. platform in terms of what it offers. When you think about scheduling work, when you think about estimating, designing, now in your business where you're doing cutting edge and high high end um, 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 work, what, what type of tools have you, do you use as it relates to, again, technology? And have you have you sort of stepped up yeah. to something that's higher level? What have you done as um, it relates to technology in your business? Well, obviously, you know, there, there are, Tools that that are uh, there to improve um, all the different you know, aspects of your business, and and um, here when we talk about Matt's tool, um, you're talking about improvement um, in your finance, you know, side of your business, but also it improves the user experience and the customer experience as well, right? So I think that's an important part of what software can do for a business as well. It makes it the experience quite streamlined. Um, and for us as a business, that's great, you know, because it leaves a great impression with the customer. But yeah, look, we're, we're always looking to, um, to see what software we can employ to, um, to take us to the next level. And, and probably the, you know, the big one of late for us has been, um, to, uh, to start using a, a design package called Microvellum, which is sort of gold standard for, um, manufacturing without our kind of work. Um, so that's and, the, and did you make that decision? Like, was that the? Did you step into that decision over time, over your five, six years, or did you yeah. grow? Did you grow into that decision? We did time grow into We needed. We, we grew into it as I came to understand um, the problem that required solving. You know, or the set of problems that, that required solutions. You know, um, problems around uh, the process of, of delivering what what we need to deliver. Um, and, and with the drawing side of it, you know, for, for our type of business, um, you know, when we talk about software, one of the key, um, one of the keys, you know, to, to, to software, one of the key benefits is, you know, when you have single point data entry. So, um, well, this is what we always what, want to do. What does that mean? Point data entry. If there's single point entry as one reference, what's the yep. what's the other side of the spectrum? What's the other um, the side? The other side of the, the, side of the spectrum is multiple so. entry. You're you're entering you're entering the same information here as you are over there, and you're doubling up. It becomes very inefficient. So, um, you know, uh, microvellum, for example, enables us to you know withdrawing. We produce drawings for a couple of reasons. One is to present to a client for approval. Um, and the other is to manufacture from, right? Now, you know, in the past, we've used packages where, you know, uh, that are great for manufacturing, but not so good for presentation. So you have to use a whole other set of, you know, a whole other package to get that into presentation form. So we don't want to do that. That was the problem that, that, that we need to, needed to solve. And, and when, you think about the, uh, when you think about the tool you're using now, as it relates to, okay, this is definitely the gold standard as you referenced it. It's definitely helping us get more efficient. There's minimal downtime. So, you know, your same number of people on the team have mm. the capacity now to deliver X times more on the back of using the right technology 
and you're paying the right price, as in it's not cheap, is it? No, 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 it's not cheap, but it's you know it's a it's a net net benefit every day of the week over over time. And how far can you go in your business? I mean, you're currently doing some reasonable numbers right now with um, 10, 10 people on the team or so. How far can this tool, this choice in technology, take your business? Um, the tool itself can, can go as far as you like. Um, uh, it, it really just then comes down to staff, the staff to use the tool. So, um, and, if you, and if you yeah. think about that, if you think about that, is the user um, a the user experiences in the operator back at the office, back in mm. back on the team. How hard is mm. it to onboard new people onto that um, tool? Look, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a professional role. It's a it's a specialised role. It's a professional role, and it, and it um, you know requires quite a lot of experience and, and training. Um, and it's one of the areas inside a joinery business where you can actually. You know, you can get off the tools and you can um, find yourself. It's it's actually a good pathway for, for experienced um, joiners and cabinet makers as well. But, um, yeah. And, and when you think about that, that's that part of the parcel. And, and, and Matt, you can get a bit involved here too as it relates to, then there's the operational element of the business. Like there's the production schedule. There's tools such as Simpro and Arrowfly, which I believe have become one in, in, in the near oh, future. Yeah. At various levels of all that, then there's the whole quoting and the CRM, the Salesforce and or other tools. And again, it's about single point entry. Get the information. Then, as people get more experience in the business with that information, we're making better business decisions. But the robustness of the tool has got to be fitting the business that's moving in a certain direction. You can't hold back. And Matt, for your business and what you're doing now. Again, you might be a solution for again a lot of the the, the in and out sort of consumer focused type of um, trading work that is is worth trillions of dollars. Let me just say in the Australian and New Zealand market, you may not need to change from that. To be fair with you, right? But but as you're moving more and more towards you know bringing the, the business to business opportunity and moving that criteria from five thousand to perhaps twenty five and so forth. It's about the growth and the stepping stone. What I've come to understand with my businesses and trades and construction since 2005 here is the ability to just be one step ahead. What is the business that I'm building? What are the efficiencies that I'm working on? How do I ensure I'm getting a better juice on the squeeze? How do I make sure I don't need an extra four people to do the same work because we're growing? No, no. I might need two new people, but where is the elevation in automation? Or where's the elevation in technology or getting the money faster or delivering the work more efficiently, accurately, first time, best time. So, you know, you've got this high tech automation or technology and high touch people, better people. I'd rather invest an extra $20,000 in a person that's going to give me better, again, professional, experienced opportunity working with a great system. Good people working great systems. Great people, innovating great systems. That's the magic of business. And uh, when you think about the areas of finance, sales, marketing, and operations, every area has technology that can be applied and truly invested as long as you have the courage to look a little further for your business. What am I building? What does it look like when it's in five years' time, in three years' time? What are the decisions I need to be making around my people? 
around my suppliers. So if trade now becomes a supplier to me for you know 40% of my business, it's under $5,000 average dollar sale. How cool is that to have the money within 24 hours? We didn't even we didn't even do the work and we've got the money. I mean, how much, yeah, I think how much oxygen does that give you? Go on, Matt. Yeah, I think that's the thing. And like Craig touched on, that user experience then really comes into um, into the business, you know, um, how, how you, you can, a tradie can, um, communicate with their, with their customer using the tools, um, whether it's something in your workshop that makes life a lot easier, faster, enables you to scale your business or whether it's out there, you know, getting paid and, and those sorts of things. Hey, we're listening to the tradie hour, um, Monday afternoons. This is episode four of season number two. We've got Craig Shanahan from Mood Workshop and Matt Brennan from Trade Now, proudly brought to you by Business Benchmark Group. Feel free to ask any questions and or. I've just seen a question come through from uh, my, my, my team in the back. How um, how are you guys experiencing or what's your view on the current, uh, on the current I guess, environment where, where inflation is certainly becoming a way of business? Like I remember 20 years ago, this is the way we ran our businesses, under inflationary pressure. Prices were up every other order every other material delivered, every other day an interest rate one, two percent increase. Admittedly we weren't paying two dollars fifty for petrol back then. But but in fairness, we had to run our businesses under inflationary pressure. What are you guys seeing in the market as in you know as as owner operators of um trade based businesses or assisting trade based businesses, what are you guys seeing or experiencing? I'll start with you, Craig. How are you seeing the market as it relates to Cost of materials, cost of labour, shortage of materials, shortage of labour. Um, yeah, obviously um, there are a number of different challenges there. Probably, I mean, one of the things that I've probably been most engaged in is, um, you know, it's probably talking to our people about um, how it's affecting them, um, our staff. And there is a bit of a sort of, a, a, you know, a global effort to um, increase wages. They haven't increased, you know, in step with inflation and, you know, and people are struggling and, and with, a, with a tight labour market. Um, you know, we really have to think about, um, you know, how we attract people to our business, right, without just throwing lots of money at people because you can't just... You know, we can't just start splashing money around uh, um, because everything is getting more expensive. So, you know, I've been pretty focused on that, thinking about um, what it is that makes us a, um, an attractive place to work, uh, as well as, you know, our, our sort of competitive, um, you know, wages. Uh, how else do we attract really good people? So that's certainly been a consideration for us because I know um, some Staff do really feel that pressure. Uh, well, mate, I was filling up. I filled, I filled the car on. I filled the car on week on the weekend, and, <laughs> and again, it was it was. I was standing at the pub. Well, it was literally it was at fifty bucks before I even pressed the bloody thing. No, no, it's crazy. And, and I'm thinking, I wonder how many people have stood in front of this Bowser in the last twenty four hours and thought, mm. "How am I going to feed the kids?" Though, yeah. How am I going to pay the rent this week? You know, just just literally, we're we're seeing. 30, 40 bucks a pop being ripped in that situation. So that's going to have a snowball effect 
to what you're sharing there, Craig, and yeah. the cost of living, the cost of doing business is um, certainly going to have a ripple effect, isn't it? So it's really cool. So what you're speaking to, Craig, just to be you know, really pointy with that message is what is the, the, the employee value proposition in the business? Mm-hmm. What, what is it that we're creating as a value proposition for future talent, current talent Absolutely. to be attracted to the business? And, 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 you know, there is an element of that that has to be, is your, are you at market rate or better? Yeah, there is. Or better there is. With, 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 but, but more than anything else, people want to belong to something that's going somewhere. Yep, absolutely. Right? I want to feel that they're appreciated. Mm. They, want to, they want to be in an environment which has, which has gratitude and also calls a type when, you know, things don't go to plan. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, it's an adult environment and we have full transparency Mm. to be leaders for self, but leaders in, in a holistic sort of way. So yeah. it is an interesting time as it relates to a tight labour market. Joe, I was, um, I was at dinner on um, Saturday night and there was, a, there was a conversation around for the last three years, every week in every major city um, throughout this country and the region, there was about one and a half to 2,000 skilled workers coming into the country mm. up until two years ago. So imagine that now. Imagine that. That's almost 100 weeks to the day. It actually is the day. 20th of March, two years ago, is the day that most of us um, in most cities around Australia and, well, sort of New Zealand, um, had to go home and sort of figure out what we do next because the world was coming till then. Mm. But that was a day that the migrants that were skilled, that were available for a long time, but it was like, okay, all I want to do, all I want to do, and sort of stopped. Mm. So the ripple of that, imagine that, that's almost 150, 200,000 skilled workers. Then you go international students mm. who obviously at hospitality and retail level, but even at, at, at you know, doing some labour type work level um, are no longer here either. So mm. shortage of market, there it is right there. Mm. So, Matt, from your perspective, what are you seeing? What are you seeing as it relates to... You know, the conversations you're having on a daily basis throughout the country with our tradies who are reaching out to you. What are you seeing as it relates to the inflationary pressure, you know, whether it's materials, labour and and or other? Yeah, so obviously on the tradie side, you know, your materials, your, your costs getting to jobs with fuel going, you know, skyrocketing and that sort of thing, that all adds into, you know, into how much the job's going to cost and and then that's coming through to to our customers on the affordability front so um you know people wanting to get things done or needing to get things done in that emergency sort of situation it's really starting to hurt them with um, you know percentage increases on on timber on plastic on on materials um all that and then as you just touched on you know trade shortage um a lot of tradies with uh focusing heavily in the construction industry on new homes and that and we're finding um our customers are getting left behind and and told to wait sort of things so um, trade shortage is definitely um probably a big thing especially you know good trades as well yeah and what we're um i mean the clients we're working with um, at business benchmark group we're certainly um um, recommending and it's a recommendation and, and, and there's more to it than just what I was just about to share. But what we're recommending is every every quote and or agreement going forward needs to have a 2% buffer in it. In other words, you let your customer know that if the costs of delivering the work, if and when we get to deliver it, 
Because some people are delivering the work, you know, three months later, two months later, six months later, the yep. full swing of a quote now becomes a job, gets going. So what we're advising our clients to start thinking about is, and you can only do this when you're working with customers who are truly partners in your business. They're not yep. interested in hurting you because they need you to be here for the next job and the next job after that, as they also need to be here for their customers, right? So we're, we're, we're highly recommending, this is a very strong, strong recommendation that needs a little bit of thinking, but take it on board as to where you think about it going next. Put the 2% clause in your agreement. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but Stefan, we can't do that. Well, if you can't do that, then don't quote a job right now because we have clients right now that quoted jobs in October, September last year that are just starting to put, you know, turn soil, let's call it, or get, you know, their first nail into the uh, timber. And they're literally 7% behind on what they budgeted or what they estimated and what, to, what it's actually going to cost them, and they've just started the job. So the cost of inflation, the cost of materials, wages, logistics, travel, all that now is impacting to the tune of anywhere between 5 to 9% right now across all trades, small or large, in job size. So if you have four or five or six jobs in a row where you're losing 8 or 9% gross profit, we don't need to be, we don't need to be really intelligent here what happens next, mm. right? The, the, the dry powder dries up, which is the money, the cash dries up. Mm. You're now getting to the end of, let's say, there's not enough days after the money's run out, right? So we need to be really careful about that. So, again, this is why I love trade now as a concept. I love the fact that we're starting small and you're truly fully engaged as the owner and investor um, in this business. You're still feet on the ground to get a, a real market test as to what are the customers saying out there that, obviously pay for this privilege um, and the tradies get paid on time. So when it comes to running a business under inflation environment, it's very different to running a business that does not have that pressure. It is a very different business that we need to be running over the next 18 to 24 months and you cannot ignore the understanding of what is working and what is not working. We're almost at the end of today's episode. It's been uh, an amazing, um, an amazing conversation. Again, you know how technology and automation doesn't have to be. You don't need to start at the highest level, but you need to start embracing and opening your mind to high tech, high touch. And as Craig shared with us today, it was great having you here to share this, Craig. You know, you step it up as the business evolves and grows. As the business evolves and grows, it goes from two people to four people, to eight people to sixteen people. You know, clients of ours such as the Drayman, Fleet Plan Tire. Um, traffic diversions group, people, businesses that have gone from, you know, 10 people to 20 to 50 to 100 to 200 people on the team. These businesses have grown methodically with making decisions around their technologies, which have afforded them an opportunity to squeeze their own juice at a higher level. So as a parting shot, Matt, what do you feel like sharing to our um, audience here today at the Trading Hour? As a parting shot, how do you leave us here today? Uh, yeah, so I suppose like for for traders that are finding um, getting cash flow um, happening for them from from a customer point of view, um, you know there are plenty of platforms. Obviously, trade now um, for the pay later aspect there to to get that payment through to you, improve that cash flow, especially as we mentioned in in times like this where um, affordability and prices are you know just going up and up. 
Brilliant. And, th- and there's nothing like the cash is in the bank sooner than you've ever had it. I mean, there's nothing yeah. more. I mean, you can see here on our banner, attention business owners, are you frustrated by number one? Number one, it's always number one. And I know this myself, having grown businesses over a long time, a lack of cash flow. By far the worst killer in business is I've got no cash. Show me the money. And some of it's because we uh, we made bad decisions in our pricing models and others because we trusted the wrong people and then they became aged debtors that went broke and others because, you know, people don't have money that's that, that's accessible to them immediately. So a lack of cash flow. Good avenue. If anybody wants to reach out to Matt Brennan at Trade Now, um, please ping him on the uh, on the tradenow.com.au um, 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 website and um, go and have a chat, see if he can help you with your cash flow um, momentum, definitely. Craig, parting shot from you, mate. A, uh, a um, business on well, white track. Yeah, look, I'd just say um, uh, embrace software, embrace technology. Um, you know, technology has a thousand uses, not least of which uh, improving your efficiency and your ability to grow. So, yeah, embrace software and do and technology and do amazing things to your business. So, mate, just a bit of insight on uh, where is so twenty first of March two thousand and twenty two. I want you to be thoughtful about this because mm-hmm. it's recorded, right? Okay, right. Twenty first of March twenty twenty three. What do we see as it relates to Mood Workshop? 365 days from today, what do we see? Uh, what do we see? Um, you might not like to see this because I know you guys like me being, you know, bored and rich rather than excitable and broke. But um, we see, we <laughs> look, we see, um, you know, no, no one else will really see it, but we see um, just really solid and consistent performance um, off the back of the work, you know, the hard work we do here internally. and. Um, we see a we see a um, a new line of furniture, and uh, and and um, yeah, we're kicking goals, mate. I like I like the I like the sound of the first part. <laughs> you say that, <laughs> and and I'm okay about the second part. I'm just showing me the plan. Hey, Craig and uh, Matt, thank you for uh, sharing Thanks, um, some amazing um, insights. And again, just just having a bit of a riff. That's all we're doing with some simple blokes here having a bit of a chat. That's all things it. trading. There is never a tougher time in the last five years. Even the COVID years were okay for trading construction when you really think about it. But there's been, never been a tougher time as it relates to the escalating cost of materials, the decline in supply of materials, and the importance of growing partnerships, not supply chain agreements, partnerships. There's never been a tougher time to be attracting and keeping and or growing A graders on your team. And yet, Many of you in small business, whether you're running a 10-person business, a 5-person business, or a 30-person business, most of you only need a plus one, rarely a plus two on the team. So it's not beyond you to keep on building. Thank you, Craig, for that one. The employee, the employee value proposition for your business. And money is a part of it, not all of it. Thank you, guys. Have a great rest of the afternoon. Thank Thank you you for taking our brought to you by the business benchmark group episode number four we're calling it a shot thank you cheers everybody thanks guys thanks see you see you 
For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education, and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 03-9001-0878. If you liked this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud and leave feedback as well. Stefan shares so much value in all his podcasts and we encourage you to go through the archives and listen to other episodes of the Business Benchmark Group podcast. Thank you for listening. 